This is Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to our warning television program, radio program. Uh, those that are listening on shortwave radio and as well as social media, welcome. Actually, this in a couple of days will be four weeks since I have had apostolic leader Eric Hurd. Apostolic prophetic leader. He's been with me as far as a spiritual son for a long time. A long time. I love him, and I love that when we're together. Uh, we've done some great programs, both radio and television, as well as a lot of strategy, as uh, he's going to be heavily involved in Eagle Saving Nations with me. We're going to kick off that ministry, every part of society and every branch, doesn't matter, law enforcement, professional athletes, medical, attorneys, military, entrepreneurs, every area is going to get involved. Eagles saving nations to stop the tyranny sweeping the United States, trying to bring communism and trying to put us all under an area of losing our liberties and our freedoms, move us into a one world government and only the church can stop it and I believe we're going to see a tsunami of the Holy Spirit sweep America. Yes. Before we turn this on for you to be join us, we just sang a song, This Means War. Yeah. And we're actually in our college campus, our chapel here, live audience, and I tell you what, I wish you could have been here in person because uh, people were hopping, people were screaming, people were dancing, yes. <laughs> swinging flags. And if you can't get excited with what God is doing, we don't look at the negative, we look at the positive, and we're going to see the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit mankind has ever witnessed. Amen? Amen. So let's uh, welcome, he's going to be speaking on matters of the heart, apostolic leader Eric Hurd. Welcome, Thank Eric. Thank you, Dr. Hansen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Amen. Wow, we minister to the Lord today. Thank you, Dolly, for those songs. Praise God. Uh, songs do bring deliverance. And this is why the enemy wants us to keep our mouth shut. We open our mouth and we sing praises to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks continually, making melody in our hearts to the Lord, continually giving him thanks, continually praising him. Because no one can praise the Lord like you can. You have your own unique sound. Praise God that the Lord hears. Praise God. So don't. Hold back, lavish the Lord with your praises. Amen. Amen. Give him thanks for all the great things that God has done for you. Amen. 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 So anyway, wonderful worship protocols to always worship the Lord. That's the first thing we do before we come before him. We worship him. We don't ask him and beg him. How many of you realize that the Lord knows what things you have need of even before you ask them? Every single head on your head is numbered. So when I go into prayer, I just want to be in his presence. I already know he has my back. <laughs> I already know he has my front and sides. Amen. He is a wonderful, almighty, and all-encompassing God. Amen. We have nothing to fear. Praise the Lord. Well, before we go into our teaching today, I want to do a little teaching because I think this is very important. I want you to, whatever you have on your heart right now, I want you to place that before the Lord. I want you to shut your eyes. And whatever that's on your heart right now that you're believing God for, I just want you to put that on the altar. Praise God. And cast your cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. Take a few moments to do that. Just put that thing that's, you know, that's been uh, on your heart before the Lord. Amen. As we cast our cares, all of our cares, not just some, everything before the Lord.
Amen. How many of you believe you received? How many of you believe you received? Amen. That gives us a reason to rejoice. It gives us a reason to give him praise. Jesus said, believe you've already received that which you asked for and you shall have it. Amen. Praise God. Matthew 18 and 20 says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus is here. Thank God. Jesus is with WMI. Praise God. Thank you all for your love, your kindness, uh, the wonderful meals, Adalia. Praise God. Sister Bookhart, just thank you for just hosting me, your hospitality and love. Good to see Gabe. Gabe, uh, God is raising up young men in the last days, bold men, strong men. To be present. And uh, Stephen, praise God. Stephen prophesied. I hadn't heard Stephen talk, but he started to prophesy the other meeting, praise God, about me staying here. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that he had, Stephen had that going on, praise God. Amen. Tracy, thank you for your efforts. Amen. Don't stop. Be a thorn in their flesh. Amen. Praise God. We have to save our children. Amen. It's our duty. And as Dr. Hansen and I was talking about, it's our duty, our right to save our children, the innocent. Praise God. Rhonda, thank you. Praise God. April, Dr. Bookhart, uh, I received a blessing from uh, Vance. Thank you for those garments you gave. Amen. Jamie, praise God. I've been lavish with love and good to see James uh, again uh, as we had our men's devotions every Friday. So it was really a blessing. So I love you all very much and thank you all for what you have bestowed upon me. And hopefully today and during the teachings that um, I bestow something on your hearts today. All right. We're going to talk about the matters of the heart. I think this is very important in the times um, that we're living to understand what the heart is, what the heart is. And so we'll break it down. And whatever you all are doing, I do salute that again, um, whether big or small, whatever you're doing for the kingdom of God is important. Say important. It's important. It's important. Whether you're a supportive role, whether you are out in front, whether you on the peripheral, you know, you're supporting and helping administration. All of these are very important as we advance the kingdom. Amen. 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 You know, the Bible says that all heaven rejoices when one soul is saved for Jesus. Praise God. All of heaven rejoices when one soul comes into the kingdom of God. So, again, do not take lightly what you do and what capacity that you do. OK, do everything you do unto the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, now do you like this one, whether you eat or drink. I mean, you like that one. Do it all unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Some of you say, praise God, I can get with that scripture. <laughs> all you do, whether you're washing clothes, washing dishes, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Yes. Amen. Not unto men. And so I've um, instituted that in my life many years. Whether it's sweeping the floor, I do it all to the Lord. Amen. And I do the best I can because I believe that I will receive a reward for that. Amen. I don't do it unto men because men may not always pat you on the back. Men may not always uh, applaud you, but the Lord will. Amen. When you do it in his name. Praise God. Ephesians chapter four, verse one says, I therefore a prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Walk worthy of that. Be bold in that even more today. People need you today. They need the anointing that's on your life. They need your unique touch. Amen. So walk worthy as never before. Colossians 1 and 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this journey that we're on, we're going to continue to 
get wisdom, knowledge, understanding, revelation. This journey will go on throughout eternity. I mean, if you believe that we'll go on learning about the Lord throughout eternity. So whether you're teaching or preaching, whether, again, you're administrative, whether you're serving in different capacities, do it all unto the Lord. Yes. Praise God. And you shall receive a reward. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love and that you minister to the saints and you do minister. Everything you do for the Lord, God hears. He sees. He knows. They are archived. Praise God. In the annals of heaven. And when you get there, you may have forgotten what you have done, but God won't forget that cup of water that you have given. Amen. You give a cup of water in the prophet's name of the prophets. You receive that reward. Jesus promised us. So the world's also waiting, ladies and gentlemen, for the manifested sons of God. The world's eager right now. We're the solution. Say, I'm the solution. I'm the solution. You're the solution to the problems. It's not the world. The world created the problems. Einstein said, how can you, you know, be a solution to the problem you created? Amen. We are the ones who have the solutions, the strategies. Praise God. And so God will download unto us what we must do in the last days. And I really believe that with all this going on with this potion, they're giving people. I'm asking God to give us the ability to lay hands on the sick so they can recover. Hallelujah. People are committing suicide. People are hurting, have been injured and damaged by these injections. And I believe that God will release into us an anointing that will set them free. Amen. Yes, Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Romans chapter eight. The spirit himself testifies. And confirms together with our spirit, assuring us, it's the Amplified Version, that we believers are children of God. And we sung a song today that we're friends of God. Amen. Sons and daughters of God. Verse 17. And if we are his children, then we are his. Heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessings and inheritance. Say, I own the world. You own the world. You own the universe. It's yours. It belongs to you. You're the rightful inheritor of the world. Yes. Hallelujah. It's not the devil's and his children's. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. It belongs to us. Every single blade of grass belongs to us as children. Every star in the universe belongs to his children. If indeed we share in his sufferings so that we may also share in his glory. This is what my aim is today is to share in his glory. It's not about what I'm doing. I have nothing to give you. I have nothing to give anyone. All I have is God's word and my life is a sacrifice. That's all I have. Praise God. And I give that to him willing. Verse 18. For I consider from the standpoint of faith that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's about to be revealed to us and in us. Hallelujah. I believe that God, amen, is not going to disappoint. Hallelujah. The devil's looking like he's winning, but he's already lost. And the children of God is getting ready to rise up. Amen. Rise and shine for thy light has come Amen. and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Hallelujah. The Lord. Amen. Amen. And I feel the anointing up here. Amen. I'm having church by myself. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> for even the whole world, the creation, all of nature awaits eagerly for the children of God to be revealed. They're waiting on you. Hallelujah. Yes. We're not waiting on man. Praise God to solve these problems. They're waiting on you right. yes. to get into your place and to do your thing. Hallelujah. Souls are leaving this planet in record numbers and will increase. And so I believe that simultaneously that God is harvesting and Satan is harvesting. Amen. There's a harvest going on. And so we are called, praise God, to bring in the harvest of souls that Jesus Christ died for. Do not take your mission lightly. So it's very important and vital for you and I to understand in these end times. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23. Matthew 7, 21 
through 23. Now, this message that we're talking about today is so extensive, so I really pray that you would spend time yourself in understanding the matters of the heart. Very important. Very important teaching right now. And we'll talk about why this is important. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 22. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Verse 23. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. What a very sad indictment to do all that now to prophesy, to cast out demons, to do many marvelous, wonderful works. These people were doing, but they get there before the Lord. He said, I never knew you. This is very serious business for all of us from the apostle all the way down to the lay person. Just because we have these titles, they mean nothing. This is an office. It's an important office. It's a responsibility. But we all have a responsibility to live holy, to be righteous before God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Matthew 7 and 25. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Hallelujah. How many of you know that Jesus Christ is the rock? Amen. Amen. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Jesus is a rock that will never be moved, cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Thank God he is, amen, steady. Matthew 7 and 27 talks about the heart that was not founded upon the rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. This is what we're experiencing today. Not only in our nation, but in the world. Amen. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. So we admonish. Some things I want to admonish you today is to have oil in your lamp. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep oil in your lamp. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says be being filled. It's not just a one time experience. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. It's a constant filling of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 25. Also, set your affections on things that are above. This is where your heart should be. Colossians 3 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews 12 and 2, that we love not this world, talking about matters of the heart, 1 John 2 and 15, that we be about our father's business, Luke 2 and 49, that we be found faithful, 1 Corinthians 4 and 2. This is where our heart should be. These are just a few focus points and data points that we should be always focused on in these last days. We're also warned. Not to let our hearts be overcharged or overwhelmed or grow cold. Jesus said, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. It's by your love, which you have demonstrated to myself and others, that men know that you are my disciples. It's the love you have. You have to love your enemies. Now, I know that we're in war and I'm a soldier in this fight, but still we have to love our enemies. Amen. Amen. If you can't love the people that say they're Christian, how are you going to love your enemies? Amen. Luke 21, 34, Jesus says, and take heed to yourself. In other words, listen, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life so that the day come upon you unawares. Jesus said, in the hour that you think not, so the son of man cometh. Oh, hallelujah. We have to be ready every single moment. 
Amen. We don't want to be caught with our pants down, Dr. Hansen. Dr. Hansen was doing some surfing in Hawaii. He got his pants down. His shorts came down. So you don't want to be caught with your pants down. All right. <laughs> kind of embarrassing, right? All right. <laughs> yes. The Amplified Bible says, but be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. Hallelujah. And then that day when the Messiah returns, okay, will not come upon you suddenly like a trap. How many of you are aware of bear traps? Very nasty devices. Man, I tell you, you're walking along there and all of a sudden you put your foot in that trap and bam, you know, and trying to get out of that thing is huge, huge task. So we don't want that day to come upon us as a trap. Praise God. Suddenly the trumpet will sound. I want to be ready. Now, it may not be in the rapture. It may be before the rapture. Many are going home to see the Lord. We want to be ready when that time. Praise God. People go to sleep and don't wake up. Okay. We want to be ready at all times to meet the Lord. Amen. Right. Matthew 24 and 42. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord does come. Could you imagine the, the ladies there, the virgins, the five foolish virgins? They did not have oil in their lamp. They were not prepared for the Lord. And all of a sudden the bridegroom came and they were not prudent concerning the oil in their lamp. And the door was shut. Can you imagine the door being shut? Can you imagine? I'm, I'm sure all of us had had a time where we went to a place and we were late. It's not a good feeling. And it says, you know, well, you know, all the things that, you know, are gone and, you know, you, you, you're here late. OK, so I like to be on time. Amen. I don't want to miss out what the good Lord has for me. Are you with me? We're talking about matters of the heart. So what is my individual battle plan? What is your battle plan, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, to endure this war? How are you going to endure? Do you have a personal plan? I try to have a plan in my life how to endure. What are your vulnerabilities? What are the breaches in your life? And what weaknesses can the enemy exploit? All of us should be examining ourselves every day, constantly throughout the day. Because I don't even know what matters of the heart. Things can slip in real quickly. Bitterness and unforgiveness and offenses. They can slip in all throughout the day. You know, listen, looking at the, uh, the social media and somebody says something, you can get offended. Who do you think they are? <laughs> you know, so you have to guard your heart. Praise God. For out of it flows what? The issues of life. Hallelujah. What are those issues? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Excitement. Love flows out of that heart. You want to keep that heart open, praise God, to receive and to give. Hallelujah. Vulnerability means, number one, the quality or state of being exposed and possibility of being attacked or harmed. Vulnerability. Number two, capable of being physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually wounded. How many people today are wounded in the body of Christ? Right? Wounded because of church. See, we're not talking about a building. You are the church. Thank you, man. I feel the anointing up here. Is anyone else excited about this? Amen. I feel the anointing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit saying amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Open to attack or damage. We talk about matters of the heart. It's up to you to guard your heart. Amen. Praise God. Not up to your husband or wife, okay, children and the pastor and the apostle. It's up to you at the end of the day to guard your heart. That is your responsibility. 
When I stand before God, my wife is not going to give an account of what I've done. I stand there alone. Praise God. Vulnerability. Again, open to attack or damage. Mankind is being attacked on every level. First Thessalonians chapter five, 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. I pray your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Your whole spirit, soul and body. We have a lot to manage. I don't understand why people are in always in other people's business and they're neglecting their own heart. Yes. yes. Right. right. What people think about you is none of your business. Love me, hate me. I mean, that's not you know, my business, what you think about me. Because sometimes what you think and they're thinking is not correct. And sometimes you, what you think they're thinking is correct. <laughs> God wants every part of us to be ready to meet him. First Timothy chapter one and seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Matters of the heart. Every miracle Every supernatural experience and manifestation comes from a heart of love, not a heart of hate, a heart of love. It flows out of that. Praise God. I want people when they see me and meet me to see a part of Jesus. That's my goal. I want my eyes to say Jesus. I want my smile to be Jesus. I want my hugs to be Jesus. Amen. I want him to live through me. Praise God. So people can experience him from my heart. Luke 21, 26. This is happening even right now. Jesus said men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Brothers and sisters, we haven't seen anything yet. We're coming into a time of a great manifestation of demonic and also evil and angelic powers clashing things that we have not seen before. Things coming upon the earth from the heavens, portals being opened. And if our hearts are not solid, trusting in the Lord is going to be very disturbing. You're going to fail. People having heart attacks and aneurysm. They can't handle the things that we are embarking on in this time. So prepare your hearts. Matters of the heart. We're not to love this world or anything that the world has to offer. We're in the world. We're not of it. We enjoy the things that God has given us freely to enjoy. But we don't love this world. First John chapter two. Verses 14 through 16. John writes here, I've written unto you fathers because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Hallelujah. Yes. It is a wonderful thing to rejoice that you've overcome the wicked one. That's right. That you pass your tests. Every one of us going to have specific unique tests to us to try to get us off track, to try to get us to compromise. Amen. We can't compromise now. Say, I can't compromise now. Can't. Say, not now. <laughs> you know, God was gracious before. He winked at some things before. But now we are responsible, right, to be accountable and to have integrity in ministry. And one thing I love about this ministry, the integrity of ministry. Praise God. Love not the world. Verse 15. Neither things are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father. It's of the world. Conditions of the human heart. Genesis chapter six, verse five, Genesis six and five. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination 
of the thoughts of his heart was on evil continually. It had repented God that he had made man evil continually. Proverbs says they can't even go to sleep unless they have done something evil. This is a sad state to be in. Mark chapter 7. Mark 7 verse 1. And then came together to him the Pharisees and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say with unwashing hands, they found fault. I mean, if you know people that like to find fault. Constantly finding fault. They can't see the good in you. They're constantly finding fault. Okay, you have to distance yourself from these type of people. You don't have to remain in their presence and, and take what they're saying. Verse 3. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands oft, eat not, holding the traditions of the elders. These are religious people. Verse 4. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not. And many other things there be, which they have received to hold as washing of cups, the pots, brazing vessels, and of tables. Verse 5. When the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why walk not the disciples according to the traditions of the elders, but eat bread with unwashing hands? God is tired of the religious church. He's done with it. The religious church has no power. It cannot generate an anointing. Its traditions and formalism is the way of life. I am the church. My body is the temple. I am the sacrifice that goes on that altar, that burnt offering. Amen. 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 God, I put myself on the altar to be burnt. That God may burn out all the chaff, all the fat, all the wickedness in my life. Hallelujah. We have become the sacrifice. Hallelujah. Verse six. And he answered and said to him, I love Jesus with all of his wisdom. Rose hath Elias prophesied of you hypocrites. As is written, the people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. People can be in church. They can sing songs, but their heart is far away from the Lord. And God knows that. Hallelujah. When we come to worship him, we give, as I stated in the last message, we give him everything. We bring our mind, our will, and our emotions, and our bodies into the service of the Lord and to the worship of the Lord. And as Dr. Hansen was saying, this is where miracles happen. <laughs> you saw every time that the miracle was taking place, they worship the Lord first. There's protocol first. Worship and give him thanks. Tell him how wonderful he is, how great he is, how marvelous he is, how awesome he is, how mighty he is. Amen. And we'll receive the miracle that we need. Verse 7. How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for the doctrines, the commandments of men. Verse 8. For laying aside the commandments of God, you hold the traditions of men as washing of pots and cups and many of such things ye do. Verse 9. And he said unto them, for ye will, ye reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own traditions. What a sad case in the church today. They don't understand that Jesus is coming back. They don't understand that war is going on. They don't understand that they're making eternal decisions. I believe that even before the mark of the beast, People are making decisions. It's a decision first. Getting the physical tattoo or whatever it will be is just a consequence of a decision you've already made in your soul and your heart to reject the Lord. Verse 10. For Moses said, honor your father and mother and whosoever curses father and mother, let him die the death. But you say 
If a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corbine, that is to say, a gift. By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. Verse 12. And you shall suffer him no more to do aught for his father and mother. We see a problem today. Men not honoring women, not honoring their parents. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that when you don't do that, what your days are cut short. That's right. Amen. We see a lot of that disrespect going on. The heart is not right. It's from the wisdom of the elders. This is when I talk with elders. I love to brother Gabe. Listen to what they have to say. They have experience. They have a wealth of knowledge. Praise God. It's time to kind of shut your trap <laughs> and listen to them. Amen. Praise. Praise God. Get some wisdom. Hallelujah. A lot of things we have experienced. We would not experience if We sat down and listened to someone who had wisdom. Matters of the heart. Thinking that you know everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are that defile the man. If any man have ears, let him hear. We're talking about matters of the heart. Verse 17. And when he had entered into the house from the people, his disciple asked him concerning the parable. Verse 18. And he said unto them, are you so without understanding? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entering to a man cannot defile him? Verse 19. Because it enters not into his heart. Now, we're not talking about this heart, this muscle in your chest. We're talking about the heart, the center of the essence of who we are from within out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts. How many of you ever had an evil thought? Yeah. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Adulteries, fornications and murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness and evil eye. In Hawaii, they call it a stink eye. Anybody ever give you an evil eye before? Yeah, I was a couple weeks ago. This guy looked at me. It was like, that must have been the devil. I mean, he did like he could just, where would they come from? Yeah, so I, but I had to love him and forgive him. Amen. <laughs> Whoever he was, praise God. Yeah. Blasphemy, pride. How many of you had pride hit you one time or another? Oh, uh, yeah. This comes from the heart. We're talking about the matters of the heart. That God is trying to see these things are they're stopping the flow of God. God is one of the flow that love, praise God, that agape love to others. And all these things will stop the flow. Of God's love. The Bible says that God's love has been shot abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Foolishness and pride. 23. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. In my studies and trying to understand what happened at the fall. I believe there's four traumatic things that happen at the fall. Regarding the heart or soul. Heart and soul is the same. Okay. They're synonymous in the Hebrew. The eyes were open to know good and evil. This knowledge was too wonderful for Adam and Eve to dissect, to manage, to comprehend, understand, or retain. It was too much. It was a flood of information they could not handle. I believe fear entered at the fall. They hid themselves. Have you ever tried hiding from the Lord? You can run down the street. He's still with you. I remember when the Lord was dealing with me about, you know, there's certain things he was cleaning me up when I got saved. You know how you use some people, they throw stuff on the ground, yeah? It's trash or paper on the ground. It doesn't walk with cigarettes or whatever. And so the Lord said, go back and pick that up. <laughs> and I just keep walking. He says, well, the farther you walk, it means the farther you got to go back and pick it up. <laughs> he was teaching me this order. You don't litter because somebody else has to do it. You know how God deals with your heart? That individual thing that you really got to get over. So he might perfect you. Hallelujah. So you might be more like Jesus. I believe doubt kicked in at the fall. 
Does God still care for me? How many of you know that God cares for you? Amen. Hey, man, he's, he's even when we're wrong, even when we miss it, he still loves us. His love never fails. us. But what the carnal heart or the fallen heart will say condemnation. Another thing that happened. Does God like me? Say God loves me. He loved every hair on your head. Every fault. Amen. Every shortcoming. He loves us. Amen. And death happened at the fall. Separation from God banished from the garden. I believe we still struggle in the heart today with these issues and we have to overcome them. If you want to flow with God and be all that God wants you to be and flow in the supernatural and be the sons and daughters of God, we've got to settle once and for all that God loves me. Love never changes. Someone said that they went to heaven and, you know, it's something when you come into the presence of God, your garments are stained and you see all the stain. And they say the closer they got with to Jesus, they were saying, I'm not worthy. And they were had to shame. And every time they said that a wave of love came over, said, I'm not worthy. His love came. It's not about what we have done. It's about what Jesus Christ has done for us. Hallelujah. And Lord sees already. I was talking to a doll and she, you know, we're saying that it's it's very important to be honest with God. Let him know. He knows everything anyway. You're not hiding anything. (laughs) Praise God. He's down there trying to pray. And the Lord says, "Uh, let's go back here over this one. (laughs) Let's deal with this. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back over here. (laughs) Let's deal with this. Stop your hallelujahs and let's deal with this. (laughs) Right. Have that happened to you before? Right, you're trying to ignore it, right? right. I said, I'm really trying to deal with this right here. You're right, absolutely. You're trying to praise over and thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not receiving that right now. Let's deal with that, that bitterness you got towards that brother or sister. Let's deal with that. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And when the heart is clean, it's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. When you're conscious. Paul always talked about a good conscience before God. Because it's by our consciousness that we're condemned. Satan uses our consciousness to condemn us. You get that area gave right. Then that was it. What about that one? You get that area right. What about that? He's constant, constant, ongoing managing the heart. Praise God. It's a full time job. Job 42 and three says, who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered that I understand not Two these things too wonderful for me. I cannot attain to it. The heart is very difficult to manage and understand. You have to stay on top of it. You have to discipline yourselves. Amen. To stay on top of the heart. Amen? Amen. David said this about the heart. Psalms 139 and 6. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto that. Proverbs 30 and 18. There be three things which are too wonderful for me. Yea, for which I know not. It is difficult and it takes a lot of energy regarding the matters of the heart. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, he'll let us know. Amen. Now, some things that were activated at the fall that Adam and Eve did not understand. Number one was emotions. They did not know how to fully manage their emotions. Praise God. The Bible says rejoice sometimes. Rejoice always. And all things give thanks. Rejoice. It is a choice you make. You can choose not to rejoice and be depressed and be sad. And let the matters of the heart control you or you can control the heart. Hallelujah. Through and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thoughts ran rampant. How many of you realize that you can control your thoughts? Amen. Just like a remote control. Amen. I don't want to think about that. Click. Click. 
Think on things that are lovely, things that are true, things that are honest, things that are right. There be any virtue, there be any praise. Think on these things. Hallelujah. You can choose how you think. For as a man or woman thinketh in his heart, what? So is he. I choose to see beauty in everything. I become like a little child. Everything is beautiful to me. I mean, I can see the pond over there. I'm like, wow, how deep is that pond? Is any fish in that pond? Can I swim in that pond? <laughs> My heart just goes out. Thank God for the pond. Oh, there's ducks in the pond. Just like a little child. Just like if you've seen a child, they're fascinated by everything. And understanding be men, but be children at the heart. Amen. Let everything be fascinated to your heart. Fascinating. Enjoyable. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, I'm trying to get you there. The kingdom of God is within you. People are trying to run here or over there, but they can't run away from their hearts. Their heart is still with them. Learn to access the kingdom. Praise God. Be in peace with yourself. Matters of the heart. There are 884 scriptures regarding the heart. Look at your neighbor and ask them how many you know. Somebody said all of them. 884 scriptures regarding the heart. Don't you think that that requires some study? Because the heart or the soul is the central point of what this world is all about, gang. It's the fight. It's the reason why Jesus went to the cross for the souls of men or the heart of men. The heart or soul is the center of human existence. It is the person's true essence. Is the battle of the ages. It is the fight between good and evil. This topic should be thoroughly investigated and understood. Now I want to shift a little bit to bring a parallel here. Okay. In the medical field, they label a few of injuries PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now a person can also have psychosomatic injury. They can bring upon themselves diseases. The heart is very powerful. The mind is very powerful. You can think a thing and meditate on things. How many of you have ever had where you had a pain somewhere and the voice said it was cancer? Right away. You got cancer. You're going to die tomorrow. <laughs> Not next week. Go die tomorrow. Right. I'm killing you today. I mean, this is the soul because of its fall. It's active. It's constantly working against us. Paul said it in Romans chapter 7. Things I want to do, I, I don't do. Things I should do, I don't do. He goes through that same battle with himself. He said, who shall save me from this body of death? Traumatic brain injury. Some people have had post-traumatic stress disorder that they did not release. You know how to get free from the tragic things of the past? Forgive. 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 Forgive heals the brain. Brain is nothing more than light, fat, Flesh, synopsis. So when you you're not forgive, we release and the brain is healed. Do you forget the event? No, you don't forget it, but you're not traumatized by it. We work with soldiers at Triple Hospital, a medical doctor, Dr. Wayne Nick is brilliant. He passed away a few months ago and he gave me understanding how the brain we're working with the troops because they were killing themselves. They may still be doing it. I'm not sure the stats now, but they will kill themselves 22 a day because of what they saw in battle. How many of you know that we're in battle and we can be traumatized, right? We can have friendly fire in the church. We can have friendly fire amongst ourselves, right? I said, I've been hurt in the church, okay? Yeah, you've been hurt in the building, praise God. In the field of psychiatric and medical fields, I want to look at some terms here. And this should not be in the body of Christ. Anxiety disorder. Say amen, somebody. 
should not have any anxiety. I'm not saying anxiety won't come because of things that we experience. But we have lines and lines of people for prayer. When the Bible says be what? Anxious for nothing. How many realize that God has a plan? This beautiful, wonderful, awesome God has a plan. He's not nervous. He's not sitting on the throne biting his nails. He knows exactly what he's doing. Satan is in control, but God is in charge. Oh, hallelujah. Do you hear what I said? Satan is in control for this moment, but God is in charge. God is still on the throne. He knows exactly what's happening. And he will laugh at the enemy. Amen. So anxiety disorder, a group of mental illnesses that causes constant fear and worry. Constant. Characterized by sudden feeling of worry, fear, and restlessness. We should not be restless. When that spirit comes upon you, rebuke it. Rebuke it and in Jesus' name. I rebuke your spirit of anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. Praise God. Psychosis. Psychosis is a mental health problem that causes people to perceive or interpret things differently from those around them. These might be involved in hallucination and delusions. Remember the Lord says in the last days he will send what? A strong delusion that men will believe a lie. I do not want to be on the other end of that delusion. Even when truth challenges me, I say, yes, Lord, guilty. Don't try to shake it. Don't try to reason with it. Just say it's me. Okay, Lord, deal with me and set me free. Amen. This is a big one we're dealing with today. Bipolar disorder. A serious mental illness characterized by extreme mood swings. How many of you know, ladies, that you're not your emotions? Say amen, somebody. You're not moved by your emotions. Praise God. You are to manage your emotions and not let your emotions manage you. Hallelujah. You're the steward of this person. You're the steward of your heart and soul. You're the manager of your heart and soul. Let the word do its work. Praise God. Schizophrenia. A mental disorder characterized by delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thoughts, speech, and behavior. God has given us what? A sound mind. When the enemy comes and you know how? No, I have a sound mind. I have a beautiful mind with beautiful thoughts. Hallelujah. You're not your thoughts. You manage your thoughts. What about major depressive disorder? Mental health disorder having episodes of psychological depression. We're not to have that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you don't have joy, like we did today, turn on some music and start dancing. <laughs> Glory to God. You may not feel it at the beginning on the onset, you know, but you get anointing and jump on you. Say, hallelujah, jumping all over the place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Open your mouth and say something. Glory to God. Borderline personality disorder, a mental disorder characterized by the instability in mood, behavior and functioning. And this is why the pharmaceutical company was able to come in making billions of dollars with this witchcraft potions. No, I have a sound mind. Praise God. Now, I don't knock anyone that's having to do that. And I'm letting you know, trust the Lord. Amen. Trust God for soundness of mind. Amen. Isn't Jesus in you? Isn't the father in you? Isn't the son in you? Amen. Well, how in the world can we be not stable? Intellectually disability, a learning disability characterized by below average intelligence. Say I'm intelligent. I'm intelligent. Say I have the mind of Christ. Mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have access to the wisdom of the worlds. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The wisdom of the ancients. Glory to God. All you have to do is ask God. Lord, give me wisdom. Wisdom. 
I ask God all the time, Lord, give me wisdom concerning what I have to do. Thank you for wisdom. I don't always ask them. I just thank him for it. Lord, I have this decision. I thank you for your wisdom. You will guide me and you will lead me. Hallelujah. I give you praise. Amen. It's all going to work out concerning our move. I was talking with the Lord. I said, Lord, so many voices. My children talking. I think the only ones not talking is my dogs. Because <laughs> they're good wherever I go. My sons. I don't think he's, uh, you know, people. How you go? Come over here. Be over there. I said, Lord, I just want to hear your voice. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise God. Right. And I'm not afraid. I'm not upset, anxious. He will guide. Amen. How many of God has been guiding you for all these many years? Yeah. <laughs> has he ever failed you? Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Conduct disorder, a behavior and emotional disorder that presents as a repetitive, disruptive and violent behavior that usually occurs during childhood or adolescence. Some things in our childhood, they show up as adults, but God wants to rid us of that. He wants to cleanse our hearts of that so he can do the work that you have been designed to do in life. Amen. Amen. I want to finish my course, my race with joy. I want to hear well done, our good and faithful servant. I want to do everything that the Lord has dreamed me to do and to be. This is my desire. Here's another big one, ladies and gentlemen. Panic attack. We're talking about matters of the heart. A sudden episode of intense anxiety accompanied by a feeling of impending doom and frightening physical symptoms. So how you think and feel can affect your body, such as a racing heartbeat, shortness of breath and nausea. Now, it was two occasions where I feel this spirit of anxiety try to, and fear try to come upon me. And I know what it feels like. I was on my computer all day, and I, I think that's what it was, that blue light. And all of a sudden, I just felt something come over me. I'm like, man, this is my shortness of breath. I'm like, man, this, I said, this, uh-uh. But I stood up, and I started saying, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Yeah. I rebuke this. Boom, gone. When the enemy attacks you, don't try to reason it. Just rebuke him. And it hasn't happened since. So, but I do try to watch, you know, certain things that I'm doing because I was on the computer all day. And a lot of things can come through the, uh, the light and disrupt you. Praise God. So we should not be having panic attacks. Amen? Amen. Let's look at a few other mental challenges that one may have. Makes careless mistakes and lacks attention to details. Example, overlooking or missing details or handling in work that is accurate. Okay? So don't accept that. Say I'm accurate. Amen. Say, I'm smart. smart. Say, I'm intelligent. Amen. You are intelligent. You're smart. Has difficulty paying attention to tasks. Example, difficulty remaining focused during lectures. Say, amen, somebody. I see people that go, rebuke the spirit of sleep. Say, every time you come up, you know, I just, I go to sleep. (laughs) Well, it's the reason why the spirit of sleep comes upon you. They don't want you to hear the message. Amen. But when the music going, it's jumping all around. Woo. Hallelujah. The inability to focus. We need more teaching. Amen. You have people running, jumping around all over the place and still can't quote you five scriptures. Can't rebuke the devil. Okay, so this is a good one. <laughs> Having difficult paying attention to tasks. Okay, I'm going to go over it again. Difficult remaining focused during lectures, conversations, and lengthy readings like this one. Okay, but I like rejoicing. I love it. But then I like teaching. There's instruction. Praise God. So I discipline my heart. Sit down. Mind. Stop racing. Stop thinking about we're going to eat. Like Cheddarbox. Cheddarbox comes flow in my mind. Cheddarbox. <laughs> Stop it. 
Tell Cheddarbox to stop it. <laughs> Stay focused. Amen. Matters of the heart. Okay. Seems not to listen when spoken to directly. Mind seems elsewhere, even in the absence of obvious distractions. Fails to follow through on instructions, chores, or duties in the workplace. Example, starts tasks quickly but loses focus and is easily sidetracked. Now, I had this in my life, but it, it seemed to work out. Talk about matters of the heart because God knows how I'm built. I can do many things, you know, multitask. But at the end of the day, it's all done. But some people have to finish a task. I could be maybe washing dishes and I see the floor dirty and I go get the brooms. <laughs> start sweeping the floor. <laughs> oh, I'll just stop what I'm doing right there. So that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> right. It's amazing. But at the end of the day, because I've already mapped out my day in my mind. So I can do multitasking, but at the end of the day, it all gets done. So I don't know if that's a, you know, some people have to finish a task they're doing and then they move on to the next task. Anyway, it's still a beautiful thing. Amen. It all works out. Have difficulty organizing tasks or activities. Example, messy, disorganized work, poor time management, fails to meet deadlines. These are some of the challenges that God wants to, he wants to get us over. Amen. If it's going to be detrimental to your success, he wants us to overcome because we have to advance the kingdom. Avoids dislikes or is reluctant to participate in tasks requiring sustained mental effort. To be a student of the scriptures takes sustained mental effort. Sometimes we want to go and we want to get these messages that's, you know, they don't have any substance. Right. And so our hearts are not established in the current truth. Example, a voice or dislikes preparing reports, completing forms or reviewing lengthy pages. Now, another thing, I'm just confessing my faults one to another that I may be healed. When I was young, I didn't read very well. And so and I started reading the Bible. OK, God help me. But I love reading. I had Britannica's at the house. Mother brought me those things. But I love. But then I started going to speed reading. So I would go and I would just scan. And so I learned to do that. But sometimes when you're scanning things, you miss certain things. Yeah. The Lord says, slow me down. Let me stop at one every word and pronounce the word. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Amen. Easily distracted by other things, including unrelating thoughts. This all of a sudden comes something come to mind. Boop. Forgetful in daily activities. Example, forgets to run errands, return calls, pay bills or keep appointments. But these are all lies concerning the believer. Amen. We're not none of these. We have a sound mind. We're focused. Amen. We have eyes like an eagle. We know exactly what we want and we go for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't accept or repeat that. I'm bipolar. I'm this. I have anxiety. Don't say it. Because when you say it, you hear it. And when faith comes by what? Hearing. Stop saying that. Be careful what you say about yourself. Hallelujah. Luke 8, 34 through 36. And when they fed them. They fed them, saw what was done. They fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Verse 35 of Luke 8. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothes and in his right mind. They were afraid. So here the demoniac was clothed in his right mind. Some mental illnesses is demonically inspired. Jesus healed them. Amen. Amen. It's just a spirit in there. It has to go. You're dumb. You can't speak. You can't talk. And again, sometimes you may feel, ladies and gentlemen, that you can't articulate well. You can't give a message well. 
You doubt yourself. Stop doing that. You minister in the ability in which God gave you. You don't have to be like Dr. Hansen, be like TDJ. No, be who you are. It's only one of you. Amen. And be bold in that delivery. I wanted one time to be like this person and that person. I was growing up in ministry because, you know, I had this one pastor. He could say boo and everybody's shouting, dancing. I'm like, what kind of anointing is that? Few words he says. I don't know. Churchy roughs. And so I got it one time and I was trying to be like him. And my throat dried up like the desert. It's like I couldn't say nothing. And I had two more minutes left. I'm like in my mind, I'm going to get through this message. (laughs) God says, I told you not to do that. And all this. Yes, Lord. Oh, God. And I was trying to do all that. See, a lot of that's tradition. <laughs> and that my throat dried up. I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. So he got me through it. He said, I told you that you're going to preach and teach with clarity. Amen. Because a lot of it is just theatrics. Right. The heart is an amazing organ. Stay with me. I'm sure how important the spiritual heart is. I'm going to give you some correlations with the natural heart. Heart disease in the United States. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for men, women, and people of most racial and ethnic groups in the United States. One person dies every 36 seconds in the United States from cardiovascular disease. About 659,000 people in the United States die from heart disease each year. Why is this not a pandemic? Hello? That's one in every four deaths, ladies and gentlemen. Do you think that we need to really look at this heart issue? Praise God. This is serious. Now, this is talking about the natural heart. Heart disease costs the United States about three hundred and sixty three billion dollars each year from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. Three hundred and sixty three billion dollars. This includes the cost of health care services, medicines and lost productivity due to death. Coronary artery disease. Disease is the most common type of heart disease, killing three hundred sixty thousand nine hundred people in twenty nineteen. Why is this not a pandemic? About 18.2 million adults age 20 and older have CAD. About 2 in 10 death happens in adults less than 65 years old. Wow. Heart attack. In the United States, someone has a heart attack every 40 seconds. Now think about the spiritual man. How many people are having heart attacks spiritually? Heart attacks can result in death, spiritual death. Amen? Hallelujah. 605,000 have their first heart attack. 200,000 happen to people when they have already had a heart attack. Sometimes we can have heart attacks and don't even know it. We're talking about matters of the heart. Very important. About one in five heart attacks is silent. The damage is done, but the person is not aware of it. Oh, think about that spiritually. Had a spiritual heart attack, damage is done, you don't even know. You don't even know you're dead spiritually. That's what Jesus talked in Revelation, right? He said, you have all this great stuff, but you're dead. You think you're alive, but you're dead spiritually. Ichabod, God has departed. Now, let's examine the spiritual biblical heart now. Sin brought injury and corruption. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and five. Examine yourselves. It didn't say examine your brother. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Amen. Right. Hey, you know about that sister? Oh, that brother, I don't think he's really saved. It's not for me to determine. I got enough work myself. Right. <laughs> pointing fingers at other folk, you know, got four pointing back at you. Know you not your own selves, how Jesus Christ in you, except you be reprobates. A reprobate mind doing our own thing, thinking that we're born again. Jesus said that the road is so straight and narrow that how many find it? Few, at least a life. I don't know a lot of people. I was kind of discouraged. You know, you go on the Internet and you see all these people getting millions of views. 
I mean, this is silly stuff. I'm like, how in the world to get all these views? It's because the truth will be evil spoken of. People don't want truth. They want to go to churches that has itching ears. They don't touch on sin. They don't hold you accountable. Okay, these are the churches are filled with people, but some are having heart attacks, spiritual heart attacks, because they're not getting the truth. With your arteries, arteries bring nutrition. This brings nutrition right here. Okay, that's why I love to listen to it. Okay, I have it on my Bible on my phone. When I'm getting ready, prepared for the day, I just turn on the, on the scriptures. Say, so what I want to listen to today? I want to listen to Old Testament or the minor prophets or the major prophets. Or when I'm going to sleep, I usually have the Bible tape on because I want to constantly and I want that nourishment going through my spirit. Amen. Because I want to be strong in the last day. I want to endure. I don't want to have heart attacks. God needs us more than he ever needed us now, ladies and gentlemen. He needs us. The world needs us. They're waiting for you. Praise God. First Corinthians 9, 27. Paul says, I keep my body under and I bring it under subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself will be a castaway. Another terrible indictment. Preach to other people, but I myself be a castaway. Paul knew that. Praise God. He knew that he had to keep himself, his heart in line. He had to examine his heart. And I love Paul when he talked about in Romans chapter seven. Say with me. I'm be wrapping up because I think this is very important for all of us in the end time. But Paul, he was so transparent. He says, I'm chief of sinners. I'm chief. He says, I, some things I want to do, I don't do them and I don't always obey. I'm under this curse and I can relate to that. I want to do right. But yet I'm still struggling with this life of this body of sin that always gravitates to the physical man. Hallelujah. I love Paul. The Amplified Bible says, but like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body and make it my slave. Not just your body. That also means your thoughts, too. You got to discipline your thoughts. OK, no, cast it down. Cast it. How many of you love casting down imagination? OK, don't let it, you know, three or four seconds, 10 seconds. You just kind of entertain it all of a sudden. No, I'm casting down in Jesus name. No, immediately when it comes in, cast it down. That's right. Don't give it place because the more we give it place, guess what? It grows and grows and grows and it becomes the chief voice. You have to cast it down. I cast that down in Jesus name. So that after I preach the gospel to others, I myself will somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. How do you develop a sound mind? This is very important. Cast your cares upon the Lord. Set your affections on things that are above. Pray and seek the Father for wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom concerning this. Acknowledge God in some of your ways. All your ways. Everything. We talked about that last time. Rejoice always. Confess your sins. Confess your faults one to another. I confessed a few today. I am expecting healing. Be organized. Be focused. Love not this world. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added. Filter and get rid of internal conflict. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not just one time. You all have gone through training and some of you gotten your doctors and math. That's good. That's great. Great accomplishment. You got to keep going. Can't stop. Daily. Renew that mind because the, the heart is shifty, Dr. Hansen. You can be going right. And all of a sudden it shifts on you. You got to bring it back. OK, let me get center back here again. OK, it's getting away from me. I mean, let your mind get away from you at time to time. Bring it back in. Pull it in. Bring it in. OK, renew your mind. Clean your thoughts. Be restored and wash your mind through the water of the word. The word is the water that washes your mind. Now, there's so many diagnoses and conditions of the heart. We won't get into that. I want you to do your own examination. OK, this is very important. It will be wise to examine your own heart. Yeah. Bitterness, envy, jealousy, strife. How much strife goes on in marriages today? Too much strife. Stop it. It takes two to tangle. Amen. Now, men have a problem because, you know, sometimes the women want to talk. OK, 
Okay, and then they, we talk. They say we argue, and then we, and then we don't talk. They say we we too quiet. Sketch twenty two. I don't know what to do. Proverbs twenty three and seven. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. We need to know, ladies and gentlemen, who is with us today. There's so many infiltrators right now. You have a wonderful staff, a wonderful family. Can you know in whom you can trust? Today is so much betrayal. You have to be very careful. You have to have a discerning spirit today more than ever. Praise God, because people will infiltrate and try to come in and destroy everything you have. Amen. And when you have that discerning heart, the heart is able to have discerning of spirits. You can tell. Usually I can tell about people in a matter of maybe less than five minutes. I just still talk. I know exactly what's on their heart. So listen. Praise God. For out of the abundance of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. I won't read Daniel 9. Put that in your notes. Daniel 9. Daniel gives a prayer of humility regarding sin. I love Daniel. Praise God. He said, our hearts are not right concerning the nation. And this is why we're going into and have gone into captivity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Matters of the heart. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 10 through 13. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. They should believe a lie and they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That day is here right now. The word in the Hebrew language number 3280 describes the inner man of the heart and soul are synonymous. So when he says heart and soul is the same, it is mind, thought, will, choice, feeling, emotion. That is the heart is talking about. And we want good heart health. It is the inner man it is the mind, the will, understanding, soul, reflection and memory, inclination, resolution and determination, the will, consciousness, subconsciousness, the seat of appetites, the seat of emotions and passion, the seat of courage, types of heart. You can have a blinded heart, unable to perceive or understand or comprehend. We can have an unstable heart, means that our hearts are double-minded. We can have a deceitful or false heart. Oh, I'll tell you, this heart health is very important. We can have a heart of hypocrisy, okay? A behavior that contradicts words. A lascivious heart, lustful heart, impotent, not feeling shame. Isn't that going on today? People just do things, don't even feel shame. I was in Vegas a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And um, we were walking, and the guy was just urinating right in the street. I mean, you know, children, that, that just pull it out and just go for it. I'm like, there's no shame. Wow. Unforgiving heart. Have you ever had a struggle with forgiving someone before? Do it quickly. Don't wait. Just have to forgive them. It's a choice. It's not a thought. If you're depending on your thoughts and feelings, you're never going to do it. You have to make a decision, a blatant decision. I'm going to forgive. Release the person. Now God can come in and do what he needs to do with you. We can have an unbelieving heart. We can have an evil heart or even today as we're dealing with a racist heart. You know, blacks have become the new racist. <laughs> oh, boy. We can have hardening of arteries. Arteries transport, again, as I said before, nutrition to organs. At the new birth, we received a heart transplant. How many of you glad about that? Yes. Hey, man, he's a new heart. What I put within you. Praise God. Not like the old man that was on evil continually. Before I was saved, it was always conjuring up something evil. Let's get, get high. Let's get something to drink. Right. It's constant. Ezekiel eleven nineteen, And I will give them one heart. Hallelujah. I will put a new spirit within you 
And I will take out the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of flesh. That heart of flesh is pliable where God can deal with you. How many of you would like to have dreams and visions? Amen. This is the time of that we should be receiving these dreams and visions, but we got to get our heart right. That's right. We get our priorities right. Hallelujah. Loving the world and all the things that are in the world. We can't have these type of things that we constantly put our hearts in the world. Ezekiel 18.31. Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For while you die, O house of Israel. Every day you can have a new heart. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Afresh. His mercies are new what? Every morning. Hallelujah. Show me something new that I didn't know about today. Show me great and mighty things that I don't know about. Amen. Ezekiel 36 and 26. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit I will put within you. Again, I will take away that heart, that stony heart, put a heart of flesh, a pliable heart. I have a very tender heart toward God. Hosea 4.11, whoredom and wine. Hosea 4.11, whoredom and wine and new wine takes away the heart. Thank God he set me free from drinking. Anybody in here? Amen. Praise God. I can go to a store and I can walk right past the beer section. And I can say, Lord, thank you. You set me free many years ago. Isn't that a blessing? To be reminded what the Lord brought us through. Genesis 6 and 6. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth. And it grieved him in his heart. God has a heart. He has a soul. We don't want to grieve him. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Genesis 8.21, the Lord smelled a sweet savor. Genesis 8.21, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more living thing as I have done. God put the bow in the sky. And in Hawaii, we see a lot of them. So when I see the bow in the sky, I'm reminded, Lord, thank you. You will not destroy the earth again by flood. Thank you. Amen. And God, your promises are true. Your promises are true. Ephesians 430. The Holy Spirit has a heart too, as well. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed until the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Stop saying what you're not going to do. I owe God my life. I owe him everything. I tell God I'm, I've been bought with a price. I haven't tell God I'm not going to do that. I ain't going to do that. No, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Amen. All right. Psalms 139, 24. And see if there be any wicked way in me. Here David is talking and lead me in the way everlasting. We can have a grievous heart, a hurtful heart, idolatrous heart. I mean, realize that the phone can be idolatry. Can't you know? Yeah. So we have modern right now. We have modern idols right now that our hearts are attached to. It's a great tool. Thank God for that. But also it can be a graven image. Okay. We're winding up. Hebrews 4.13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him to whom we have to do. So God already knows our hearts. Our hearts are naked and what? Open. This is a big one right here. Very important. Daniel's 12 and 10. This was happening even right now. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. But the wise shall understand. This is what's happening today, ladies and gentlemen. The wicked not understanding what's going on. But we have understanding. Right, Gabe? This is not taking us by surprise in any manner. We know exactly what's happening. Not only that, we know exactly what to do. Amen? Amen. We're talking about matters of the heart. 
So I encourage you again to take some time. I believe this is very important because hearts are failing. I see it all around. You know, I was talking about in the church a chance to minister and I was telling them about these uh, injections and trying to get as much information I could to get out and disseminate to people. Then I would go around and ask them, some of the people, Christians, did you take the jab? Oh, yeah, I took it. I'm like, what are you doing? Where's your heart? Do you have any understanding? I mean, I gave you the information and you still did it. And I told my mom, she was constantly saying, well, I think I'm going to get it because I want to do, you know, I want to go and do cruises and all that. I said, mom, you can't. So I thank God that God opened her heart up through myself and my sisters that she says she got the revelation. She's not, so I'm not taking the shot. Amen. Praise God. But people are so callous today that they get the information and still do opposite because their hearts are hardened. They can't hear what the spirit has to say. Let's pray. So, Father, we thank you today, God, for just sharing this matters of the heart. Eight hundred and eighty four scriptures concerning the heart. And it lets me know that it's a serious matter. We have got to search our hearts. Not everyone else's heart, but our heart to see whether we be in the faith that we reprobates. We pray that you would use us, God, and let our hearts be open to love and joy and peace. And that we might share that with those around us who are suffering today. That he may ask us of the hope that lies within us. We thank you, God, for a pure heart, a beautiful heart, a heart that you are pleased with. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before we go off the air, it is you know, so critical matters of the heart. The key is to appropriate it. The speaker said it last week, yet some people don't appropriate it. Maybe they've heard it for 23 years and don't appropriate it. Don't appropriate it. You're your own worst enemy, not the devil. Appropriate it. Just like he said, if you wait till you want feel like forgiving, you might never forgive. It might take you 30 years. Just forgive. Once you act in faith, you step out in faith, and God breaks the barrier, breaks the yoke, and the emotions come right along, and now you love. That's what happened. <laughs> and also, I wanted to just clarify, he made a comment earlier, Dr. Hansen, uh, got caught with his pants down uh, surfing. And uh, just so you know what he meant, uh, I went surfing in Hawaii. Right. With, you know, this is a spiritual son. I went with another spiritual son. And they took me to one of the roughest beaches on the whole island. Right. Called Sandy Beach, where there's a, a drop. And the hospitals say, you know, people are constantly breaking their neck. I won't tell you my age, but uh, yeah, uh, usually my... Age does not swim there. Mm. And so I caught three waves. All three waves just rolled me, rolled me, rolled me, rolled me on the bottom of the ocean. I mean, the white waters were so, the foam was so great. And I'm glad it was because <laughs> my pants came all the way down below my knees and uh, my swim short. And, and that's what he's referring to. I just about lost them three times. Right. And after the third time and after banging my head a few times, I said, it's time to get out. <laughs> then it took another hour uh, uh, with the outside uh, showers getting uh, the sand out of every area you can think. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's referring to. I thought I better clarify. Yeah, clarify, so yes, clarify. Yeah, give him understanding. He, he left me a little bit, uh, uh, what are they going to think of me? <laughs> but, uh, you know, also, he, you know, he, he mentioned the spirit of, 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 to drive away a spirit of depression, just start singing and dancing. Yeah. Well, I tell you, my wife does that all the time in my house. And uh, she's just dancing, all, and I just love it. 
But I'll tell you what, she's always happy too, if you know. Praise God. So anyway, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We choose if we want to be happy. We choose if we want to have a, a solid mind. We choose if you can stay on task, finish your task, remember little things, appropriate the truth what God said about your mind, and continue then to walk in victory. And you'll have your solid mind. And you'll be able to uh, have victory in every area of your life. God bless you. This was a great message, Matters of the Heart.